podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Um, just for your info, uh, Lawrence, there's a, a massive echo coming out of your, your system at the moment, mate. So what I'll do is I'll run through some comments before we get Lawrence's thoughts on proceedings. At halftime, we were talking about a stale Celtic performance where we were lacking ideas, lacking a cutting edge. And, uh, you know, some of the comments that were coming through were such that we should stick to the game plan, give it 15 minutes and uh, the players on the pack will see it through. That's exactly what happened. Then we made a triple change. We got the second goal from the captain, Callum McGregor, um, after Cameron Carvickers had opened the scoring, and uh, we were home and dry at 2-0. We're one step closer to winning the league title. We're still sitting top of the league, three points better off than Rangers, who beat St Johnston away, one nothing tonight. Um, so there we are. We have drawn a game at the weekend, but we're back to winning ways. And I will test um, Lawrence's system in just a moment or two. But let's go to your let's go to your comments. Lawrence is all head geared up. That should stop the echo. Lawrence Connolly, what was your thoughts on that second half performance, sir? It's a win. It's three points. Uh, no, a wee bit nervy. Are we getting to the nervy time of the season? Definitely. I think the subs were good, mate. Get a bit of experience on. But, uh, a goal from a set piece. Well, you know? I'm going to pick up on that point. The triple change. We spoke at halftime, Lawrence, about some of the changes that could be made. Uh, we were frustrated at Easter Road with the lack of changes. And we suggested that it would be unlikely for us to make any big changes at halftime. That didn't happen. But after opening the score, and then we'll come back to the goal, uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers' overall performance, which was excellent, we make the triple change. And what I would say on that triple change, you and Boy Martin, who is normally in the comments field, but he did send me a message saying, we look far better when Beaton's playing at number six and McGregor's further up the park or playing at number eight. Hatati didn't have a great first half, Lawrence. We spoke about his form dipping a wee bit. 
Um, do we look better with Beaton at six and McGregor at eight? Tell you what, I'd be surprised if uh, Rio's kept his start position. I think, you know, on tonight, you go to Livingston, I think it probably is beating at six and McGregor at eight. It's one of these things this season. Um, Beaton's season started off really poorly. Uh, Michelin getting sent off. He's had two sending offs this season. Um, but when that point was sent through to me, I thought back to the Dundee game where we managed the game out and I think Beaton came on for the last 20 minutes. It could well be that he is that type of player, Lawrence, and you know, he can just um, take the energy out of a game at the last 20 minutes and manage the game out. Or it could well be, like you say, that we go into that game uh, away to Livingston, which has been a tricky tie for us in the last few seasons. And Beaton might well get a start. We also saw a welcome reintroduction to the side of Karamoku Dembele, who won a corner and was swiftly booked for doing absolutely hee-haw. Um, I'm going to bring in Jogvy. Jogvy. Delighted to see James A. Forrest showing us he still has something to offer. Cal Mack moving one up and scoring, showing our number eight how it's done. Well done, the Scots boys. Right. Two points there. Thanks for your comment on YouTube. The first one being James Forrest. He has come in for quite a bit of stick uh, as of late, Lawrence. But uh, I think when he came on, he looked very sharp. Yeah, definitely freshened up, didn't he? Uh, look, looking sharp. He didn't show any nerves, but you wouldn't expect a quadruple treble one, or, you know, amongst his other honours. Yeah. Uh, to have nerves, would you? Uh, and I think maybe that's part of the boys that come on have been over the course before, haven't they? Uh, and, and know what's required at this end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I read out the, the starting lineup, I'm not sure if I made this point. I certainly made the point about the goals. But when you look at the amount of appearances in the Celtic side, the starting 11, there was only two players that had played more games than 50 for Celtic, and they were. Greg Taylor with 72, this was his 73rd appearance. Callum McGregor making his 366th appearance. So in the entire lineup, only two players, Lawrence, had made more than 50 appearances for Celtic. And I think that shows you the transformation of the side, the amount of players who have been brought in. Um, and it was, uh, you know, experience that we brought on in the 63rd minute in Rogic, Beaton and Forrest. We've spoken about the impact of Forrest and Beaton, but... To be honest with you, I think that uh, it would have been an overreaction to to completely write Forrest off. I'd seen it. I'd seen it on social media. I'd seen it in the comment section after games. He's 30 years of age. Um, he's, he's a winner when you look at his honours, Lawrence. And, uh, you know, even this season, we've seen performances against Leverkusen away, St. Johnston, and then the League Cup semi-final where Forrest has been pivotal. So I wasn't quite ready to uh, put him out to grass just yet. Do you think the criticism's been over the top for Jamesy? Yeah, listen, it's a wee, wee bit overdone. I, I think he's probably moved from like first choice, you know, one of the first names in the team sheet, to being a squad player. But you know, what a player to have in your squad! You know, he can definitely turn it on. I thought, you know, when he came on, he was great tonight. We've got we're going to need players like him and Beaton. You know, the, the guys that. They know what it takes to win the league to, to get this done. It's another game ticked off. You know, we'll, we'll play Livingston at the weekend and then we're down to one game a week, which, which surely benefits. Yeah, I, I hope it does. I mean, we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, I wanted to 
make as much progress as we could in Europe. And I think that when you go into a second leg and you're 2 nothing down, even when you're going away from home, you want to do your best. You want to stay in the competition. A lot of fans um, were of the opposite view. They wanted us out of that tournament so we could concentrate in the league. We are now in that scenario. And as you say, um, we can concentrate on getting the team together so it's not just game recovery, game recovery loans. And there can be more time to... Um, Analyse what's been going wrong recently, and obviously put it right. The other, the other substitute that came in was Tom Rogic, and he also had been uh, under some criticism recently. But he looked a wee bit more like the Tommy of old when he came on, didn't he? Yeah, he looked a bit fresher. Listen, maybe it's another, uh, you know, we're tired when Forrest and Rogic came on. You know, fresh legs is sometimes a bit an advantage. I think Tom's definitely a player that will benefit from you know one game a week rather than weekend Wednesday weekend. So it's good to see him back to, to a bit of form. We know what he can give us. You know, a, a set piece goal, the two centre halves combining well. Mm. You know, it's yeah, when was the last time we saw a set piece goal? Maybe we'll, we'll see a lot of them now, mate. You, you know, now we know what to do. Just put it on at Starfield and, and he'll knock it down to Big Cameron Carter-Vickers. We'll all talk about the goals, but just one another point I was looking at before the game, looking at the, the stats, um, the facts and figures of each individual player, other than Joe Hart, the only player on that park who hasn't scored a goal for Celtic is Carol Starfield. And um, he certainly threw himself at that and, as you say, created a chance uh, out of that scenario for Cameron Carter-Vickers. I'm very keen for everybody to get involved in tonight's discussion. Uh, so make your comments, regardless of where you're viewing the uh, Celtic State of Mind Bulletin. Uh, you could be watching on Facebook or LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch or Twitter. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, get yourself subscribing to the channel. We have massive content on that channel coming up. Um, we've got a, a right good interview tomorrow night, actually, so hopefully we'll get that turned around and get it on the channel ASAP. Um, we've got loads of music coming up as well. We've got something like 30 uh, sessions in the diary, Lawrence, uh, some big names in there as well. So get subscribing to the channel. Uh, We're trying to grow mate, that. Yeah. I, I would say it's different kind of sessions from the ones I'm used to, but the, the know, otherwise I'd be disappointed. <laughs> I've not been invited. <laughs> Well, yeah, it is. It's more of an acoustic vibe rather than the rock and roll sessions that you go on, Lawrence, from what I've heard. Uh, Michael McDonald uh, comes in on YouTube to say, when Juranovic ups his game, the whole team ups their game. The man is a dynamo. Juranovic, if we think back to his introduction to the side, there's been chat around the deal that we did um, and the fact that it caused a few issues behind the scenes that that, that deal was actually rushed through by the... Um, the now ex-CEO. However, I think Juranovic has proven his worth. We only paid £2.7 million for this guy, Lawrence. And as Michael says, when he plays, the, the whole thing, the, the tempo does increase. I think Dynamo really sums him up, doesn't it? Uh, Aye. Yeah. I don't think we've had a bad buy this season so far. You know, Ange has really nailed it on the transfer front, hasn't he? Uh, the value for money we've and it's been quite some time since we've, we've seen anything like that. So, yeah, another great game from Juranovic. But tell you what, Maeda, you know, he puts him in, in some shift and see that volley, you know, the ball through. He's unlucky there, isn't he? You know, he's done well with catching. 
the technique required to get that his foot wrapped around the ball. It was a it was a beautiful wee dink, by the way, by Callum McGregor. But yep. for him to get that amount on the end of it, he deserved a goal. I mean, I was critical ah, of definitely. his four chances in the first half ones, but he done very very well there. Yeah, I, I, I thought, as you say, outstanding technique. It was just, you know, it was it deserved a goal. It, that would have been cracking. But listen, happy with with two 0 and three points. Who's not? And calling the correct score before the game. You did, you did. Yeah. I, I did shout for a four nothing, which was never going to happen after that first half performance. But we're talking about getting it right in the transfer market, Lawrence. That team that started tonight cost something like seventeen million quid for the entire starting eleven. Um, you look at the value for money on, yeah, I know it wasn't his best game. Riho Atate, £1.38 million. Uh, Matt O'Reilly, £1.62 million. Quid. Joe Hart, just over a million pound. And as we've already said, Juranovic at 2.7. Now, that's a huge turnaround from the kind of spend we were looking at last year. Uh, Joe Hart, even just compare him to Barkas, for example, £5 million quid for a goalie who has been a, an unmitigated disaster. Um, and I think the days of us throwing money uh, down the down the pan like that have well and truly gone. It's also, may I mean, there seem to be a lot of wasting money, didn't there? I, I, I suppose it's not so much the the size of the transfer fees; it's when you get it wrong mm. at, at that level, isn't it? Well, Yeti five million, Barkas five million, but you know, there's been a few players that. Spent a bit of cash on you. Got why bio shred? Oh, it goes on and on. Yeah, yeah, millions and, and millions of pounds. And Ange, it really does seem to have got a hold of this transfer market. Much to the surprise of the Scottish press, no doubt, because they seem to be surprised that he actually knew anything about hearts. Yeah, you know anything about football outside of Australia and Japan. But there you go. I'll give you an example. Abada, uh, 3.6 million quid. We bought him when he was 19 years of age, Lawrence. We bought Clamalla at 19, I'm sure, for about the same price. So I just think that um, it's never an exact science, and I get that. There's always going to be players, and it doesn't work out. Uh, but I just think when you look at the scenario we were in, we couldn't really afford that there was a, a real small margin uh, of error in terms of the transfer market and the recruitment this season, and I think we've got it right. Yeah, definitely. If we can get that right, it balances up on the wage side as well. Do you know what I mean? Well, ten million pound players want the wages here. Ten million pound player, don't they? Uh, so it can cause a bit, I suppose, disarmament in the squad if somebody's on huge wages. You know, there's rumours of people on huge wages up, up who don't even play, upsetting the squad at other teams, and it's something you don't want to bring in, isn't it? No, you're right. So, it's one thing that has improved. We've been critical of the board. Even today, we were talking about the decision to play uh, Rangers in Sydney. Uh, we've been critical of the board uh, you know, throughout last season. But one thing certainly that has uh, been done properly and been done right has been the recruitment this time round. Massive credit to Ange Postacoglu for that. Plus in the January window as well, Michael Nicholson's got to get some credit in this as well. Imagine because Ange's always saying it's Michael he's working with. Uh, spending money in January. Who knows, it could, you know, could off getting them in early. Well, you're looking ahead to the Champions League, aren't you? I mean, it's something that we've failed to do time and time again. Get the squad right for what had been the qualifiers up to this point. Even the running. I mean, I'm sure we're both there. 
well, I know we've both been through, through seasons where you're thinking, just spend a wee bit at the beginning of the, rather than the last day, maybe bring in Stephen Fletcher. And oh, the title. I knew you were going to, you were going to pull out the big <laughs> yeah. names, weren't you? I knew that. Yeah, it's... But, That's when it, it went to Burnley, wasn't it? That was 2011, yeah. am I right? Yeah. But, but, listen, it's not something... You need to be a rocket science to see everybody, but screaming out, you know, get the transfers done early, get the players in, get them settled, buy the players. It doesn't always need to be loans. You know, and it, it, it appear we've bought at the, the right price uh, and the, the look quality so far for what we've seen on them. Yeah. So, you know, nine games to go, mate, in the league. What is it? One seven, draw one. Should be enough. Let's have a look at the league. Celtic, as uh, we were saying earlier, three points ahead of challengers, Rangers with... Uh, then there's a quite a big gap in third place. You've got Hearts on 49 points, Livingston... Hibs and Dundee United making up the top six. Aberdeen languishing in 10th position uh, above St Johnston and Dundee. The other scores tonight, uh, obviously Celtic beat them. Uh, St I was going to say Dunfermline there. Um, Dunfermline haven't been in the top league for a decade. St Mirren 2-0. Dundee and Hibs a scoreless draw and uh, Hearts beat Aberdeen 2-0. Livingston 2, Dundee United 1. Motherwell nil, Ross County one. Good result for Ross County. St Johnson nil and Rangers one. Just going in there to see if it was a penalty. No, it wasn't. It was a third-minute goal by Kamara. So Celtic sitting pretty uh, top of the table. As you say, nine games to go. And IH decorating's back in on the comments. Huge relief when Vickers scored. The team relaxed and looked much more like themselves after we were one up. Every win at this stage is a great win. Totally agree with that. But that brings us on to the subject to Cameron Carter-Vickers. You spoke about that goal, remember, against Ross County, Lawrence. You've mentioned it a few times, where it was a speculative effort. There was a ricochet. It's gone in, opens the game up. His goal did exactly that tonight as well, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, you were looking too slow, too ponderous, not moving it quick enough. And a set-piece goal. It's, you know, it's just a thing of beauty, isn't it? As rare as it is, it is Celtic Park. But uh, it opened it up. We look much more like Celtic we can be. And got, I feel Ange got his subs right as well, getting yeah. experience on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but, you know, 1 1 0. I don't think it was ever in doubt after we'd opened the scoring. We've, we've made four subs tonight, though. Why didn't we do that on Sunday? If I'm going to throw a wee criticism in there, not to take the. Uh... Not to take the fun out of this, but surely Ange can see the, the benefit of making those substitutes tonight. You know, freshening it up. That we did look, uh, we did look far more uh, energetic, far more direct uh, after the subs came. Uh, the subs were made, the, the, the triple substitution, um, and I just don't know what the reluctance was on Sunday. Uh, it's beyond me because we were, we were not playing well. Yep, 25 out of 27 points. I, I, I don't know, maybe it could all be calling for subs. I think he was maybe thinking we were getting enough chances. We're just needing something to drop for us. Yeah. Thought, you know, wise after the event maybe, but listen, it's, it's, it's 25 from 27 points. I suppose it's a small criticism if that's, if that's what we're saying. Two points dropped out of 27. We couldn't do yeah. a, a post-match without one criticism, Lawrence, could we? Because otherwise we wouldn't be the, the negative Celtic state of mind that we are. Well, mate, you know, for a criticism, why was uh, the ref not pulling out his yellow card within the first minute? You I know, know. And that it, must be, that must be the worst booking. The worst booking I've seen, um, Karamoko's. That was shocking. 
yeah, Callum Walker can give away the ball. The boy cuts across him. Poor. Poor. Um, yeah. On the subject of Cameron Carter-Vickers, let's labour the point for a wee while, OK? Um, I think since he's come in, he's been an absolute standout. I mean, tonight and in other games, he seems to have a deceptive turn of pace, Lawrence, where, you know, he's going toe-to-toe with a player and then all of a sudden he just finds this this uh, turn of pace and, and, and um, he, he makes great progress. The point I was going to make is tonight was Carter Vickers' 34th game for Celtic. That's the most games he's ever played for any one club. As we know, Celtic are his seventh uh, loan deal, um, having spent time at Swansea, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Ipswich, Luton and Stoke. His parent club, Tottenham, he's only made five appearances for, for Spurs. Um, but Swansea City was the other club that he made more than 30 appearances for. Um, has he found a home at Celtic Park, Lawrence? Should we be making efforts to ensure, particularly when you look at the, the lack of full recuperation when it comes to Julien, uh, that we should be making this deal a permanent one come this summer? Well, it's, a, it's a good partnership they've got going, him and Carol Starfelt, isn't it? What was your thoughts on Starfelt tonight, by the way? <sighs> Pretty solid. I thought, he, I thought it was decent. He was willing to, to take the ball forward as well from defence. I think he was probably yeah. more willing than, than Cameron Carter-Vickers to break with the ball. Yeah. It's another solid performance from him. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's it's signed Cameron Carter-Vickers up. I, I think Julian's best days for, for Celtic are behind him. I'm not too sure why it takes so long. You know, we were expecting him to see him back in September. Not too sure why it takes until January for him to get fit. And obviously he's dropped out again. Yeah. Uh, player going into the just over a year left his contract. Uh, he's on big wages. I'm not too sure we'll recoup anything for someone that's going to be now a very kind of serious amount of football by the time the season finishes. It's going to be 18 months almost. Unless we get an injury. Out. Unless we get an injury. Is he going to start one of these nine? Listen, these you'd start months? Welsh. You'd start Welsh. You need two injuries. Was Welsh on the bench tonight, <laughs> by the way? He wasn't. Interesting. No. He but I still, say, I still say he's ahead of Julian, yeah, I'd agree with that. at the moment, mm-hmm. and, and I think he's probably not on the bench because Ange likes to keep more attacking options on the bench, doesn't he? Yeah, that's where he likes to, to change things up. So I think if there was a change at the back, it was going to happen. I think uh, we might have seen the return of near beaten to the back. Nero, that might Nero. Be the plan. yeah, I think so, mate. I think so. Sixty-seven, you're coming in on YouTube, and you must have set off a few rockets. I think this is a good point at half time. But a lot of energy burned in a poor first half. A wee bit frustrating, but three points like gold. I did think about that in the second half. I thought that there was an urgency that seemed to be missing in the first half. And I have seen a bit of footage. Check out if it's on YouTube. I'm not sure if it will, will be on YouTube. There's a bit of footage of Ange in the dressing room uh, when he's managing in, in Japan. And you know how he was talking about how he likes the guys just to get on with it before a game and all that? The footage I see... you believe that? Well, the footage I've seen, Lawrence, he goes into the changing room and he gives them a rocket, just like 67 says, and he just walks it. He comes into the dressing room, gives them the, the dressing down. It takes about 30 seconds. It's a, I think it's a half-time team talk, and he just walks out the dressing room. Now, I don't know if it's on YouTube, that particular uh, bit of content, but I have, I have seen it. And I got the impression that he must have given them a bit of rocket because there was, there was a real lack of urgency, but... As soon as the, the uh, whistle went for the second half, I think that turned. Yeah, definitely. 
Though well, we definitely picked up the pace, but with some of that, I think the St. Mum players were struggling in the second half. I think they were absolutely knackered. As as much as we looked a bit, it was a bit frustrating for us. St. Mum had to work really hard that first half, and mm-hmm. I think that maybe paid off second half. Grind them down. Yep. Nah, it did look like no. it. Did you see the the uh, banner that the Green Brigade unfurled in relation to the uh, the Sydney the Sydney no, they, Cup? I missed it. Right, uh, okay. what, what were the boys saying? And all the boys better not use that term for the, the Green Brigade. I, I believe that's another group. There was a there was an actual there was a a really good image actually captured on on Twitter. But basically, it was talking about uh, not half of anything. I'm paraphrasing, not half of anything unless there's money to be made. You can stick the Sydney Divine Cup, etc. You can guess the rest. See, to be honest, I don't know any Celtic fan that's happy with the opposition that's been chosen. And similarly, I don't know anyone that's unhappy that we're actually I'm delighted we're going to, to go. Absolutely. Yeah, so, but, but I was reading on some of the, the message boards and on Twitter, Apparently, some of the of the Rangers fans are are unhappy as well uh, about going because they're uh, yeah, and well, ho- hopefully they get their their board to reconsider. You know, they've made both sets of fans unhappy. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, it, it, it just beggars belief that they would do that. I'm not to sure how much money that has been offered. Or Listen, it comes to they had to include. The Rangers as opposed to Celtic in another three te- or four teams. See the thing though, Lawrence, I've seen a few comments coming in about, oh, you know, uh, in terms of the actual setup of these things. Celtic know exactly who's in the competition before the deal is signed. These things go into an extreme amount of detail. Every single yep. club that's involved knows who's going to be involved. They know who they're going to be playing. There's absolutely no shadow of a doubt about it. What I've seen from our Australian friends such as Jared who comes in uh, once a month on the Friday show is that uh, he was just desperate to watch Celtic live and you can you can completely understand that uh, Lawrence desperate uh, for Celtic to visit Australia for the first time since I think 2011 and it wouldn't have mattered who they were playing he'd be there and I think the Australian fan base would all be feeling the same you know but um, the organisers of the tournament and I think both clubs reckon that this derby um, um, has got some kind of box office appeal over there uh, on a friendly basis. I remember hearing before that Scottish football was going to take the brand on the road. Do you remember there was a discussion about Celtic playing Dundee in America? Yeah, the Dundee or playing the United Arab Emirates. We'll maybe take a game to London. I, listen, there's no doubt Scottish football needs marketing more, but got to be aware of what you're marketing and what, what might come out, you know, uh, within the stadiums. But that's uh, a big concern. I, I, I Lawrence, that's it's a huge concern. The part of a Scottish football. You know, a team wins yes. the league. Why would you, you take that risk? Aye, and run right in George Square. I mean, this is the, the risk. This is a big risk. So... Um, that that for me is one of the reasons why I think it's an absolutely um, it's a, an ill-advised move by those on the board who will not explain their decision making, um, not even to the SLO who was struggling to to answer his tweets um, today when he was being questioned. Paddy 
picks up on Karamoko's yellow card. Absolutely, Paddy. Shocking decision by the referee uh, to give him a booking for that. Wayne Jackson, I was hoping for a performance to go along with the result. But after that, Josh in the first half, I'll settle for us getting the three points. Uh, Pinball doesn't know what game we watched or what half you guys watch uh, or what half you guys watch. I don't know if that's the comments or us, Lawrence, but I mean, that, for me, was a poor performance in the first half. Second half performance, much improved. There was far more fluidity after we get the first goal. First half, it was very much happy some of the performance against Hibs, lots of the ball. Mm. They didn't threaten much, but really down the day, Abada did, well, keeper of the great save from Abada outside of that. Jaranovic, wasn't too much. you know, decent effort from distance. That was about yeah. it in the first half. Yeah, yeah. So, I would say, second half there, it was definitely a better performance. You know, and I appreciate with Angie's style that, you know, the opposition are going to tire. That we had to cover a lot of ground, but, there was a lot of backwards and sideways passing the ball. We weren't moving it quick enough. It was always happening. So I, I just thought the second half was a lot fresher. Maybe that was, you know, a large part of the second half is played after you've got a goal. So it sort of opens it up a bit for us. Mm-hmm. So obviously that reflects on it. But uh, a set-piece goal, mate, it's just, it just brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and... Les Watts comes in, even increased the goal difference. Yes, we did, winning 2 nothing tonight. And uh, John Boy, it actually suits us when teams try and have a go. I agree with that. But we need to find another way of trying to break down those stubborn teams in most of the league, to be honest. Lawrence made the point at the beginning of the game that we're at that point of the season where every single point is a prisoner. So we are going to be coming up against teams playing like that time and time again. Stephen Sloan, welcome back. You're watching on YouTube. How many times did Hatati give the ball away? I can see Hatati getting a wee rest, Lawrence. Do you think that um, you know that that will happen as of Sunday? Yeah, well, that's where we opened the, the post match, wasn't it? Beat on, win at six, and, and come up further forward for the weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I just yeah, Hatati's been a wee bit off, it, hasn't he? Lately, so definitely can see him getting a rest. And for me, I'd bring him beaten. I think we needed his experience in the team. I think the experience we brought on when we made the triple sub certainly helped the team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And actually, you made that point similar to Bruce FM. Ange got it spot on tonight. Lots more low crosses into the box after the high balls didn't work last match. Experienced subs, Lawrence, on at 65 minutes to see the game out. Karen will go on when we got the two-goal cushion. Yeah, no complaints from me, but I think that's a really good point by Bruce in relation to the cross. And we spoke about it before the game. And in the first half, you know, Maeda ends up getting four four chances um, yeah. all with the head. So it, it's quite clear that we have changed our approach to getting the balls in the box. Livingston, Lawrence, we averaged 20 crosses per half this season against Livy. Let's have a quick look ahead to Sunday and Livingston. So- what, what do we do different this Sunday? Yeah, keep the high balls low again. That's it, isn't it? You know, listen, hopefully, Yakamakis will be back, I, th- I think. And I think you ought to need an arrest, mate. Push my head a wide left and, and Yakamakis through the middle. I thought, I think you ought to have been off it for a wee while. Since you came back, probably. Yep. 
Yeah, probably since he came back. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Thanks, everybody, for getting uh, involved tonight. That was 1200 Live on a, a Wednesday night. Lawrence Conley dialing in and uh, me doing the stuff from the studio. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. If you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Like the video. Get the thumbs up on the video as well. Uh, we're loving bringing you this daily content. We're building a massive community on on YouTube and on social. So thanks, everybody, for being in, uh, part of Axom. And thank you to Lawrence Connolly for joining me tonight on A Celtic State of Mind. What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.